Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 91, which we are recording on Sunday, June 21st, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording from a different remote location. Usually we take you on a trip to the beach in Santa Cruz, but another beautiful part of our local environment is the Redwood Forest. And we are... (laughs) Parked at the edge of the forest on the University of California, Santa Cruz college campus right now. College just ended last weekend. There was a giant commencement that took over all traffic in Santa Cruz. And now they're all gone. (laughs) So it's a super, super blissfully peaceful day right here. And you will hear birds in the background and a deer just walked past into the little protected garden area and we will tell you about any other wildlife sightings that we happen to see we saw a beautiful hawk on the drive up here yeah just beautiful and it's actually gail was telling me it's the spot where a couple years ago she saw a mountain lion yes i did i saw the mountain lion's rear end (laughs) and it was very cool and this is a common spot for mountain lion sightings so yes we have their there are signs all over the place warning about what to do if you see mountain lions. So yeah. Because be... there are lots of deer around. So, of course, if you have the food, you're going to have the predators. Yes. Deer and groundhogs or ground squirrels are mm. everywhere yeah. around here. So I'm sure that the birds get lots to eat as well. Yes. <laughs> so what are you wearing today? I am... It's more what I am not wearing. It's a really <laughs> warm day. I did bring along my Woodford's cardigan because... Gail and I are hopefully going to take some lovely finished object pictures in the Redwoods after we finish recording, but I am not currently wearing it. But you have all, as you all heard last weekend, my Woodford's cardigan is a wonderful ribbed cardigan sweater designed by Elizabeth Doherty. The shaping and the sweater feature is mainly the different ribs that are all over the sleeves and the body. It's got uh, horizontal braids across the back and across the natural waist. And I knit mine in Tosh Marina Light. So it's a very lightweight fingering sweater. I love it. And as soon as the fog rolls in, I'll probably be able to put it back on. Yeah, it's a beautiful sweater. Very pretty. And how about you, Gail? Tell us what you're wearing. I am wearing my Liesel tunic, which I knit last summer. And it's by Coco Knits. And I knit it with Toluca Knits Coronado Cotton Fingering Weight Yarn, which is the same thing that both Charlene and I knit with recently. So we've Mm -hmm. talked about it on the podcast quite a bit. But it's just a nice little knit to wear on days like this in Santa Cruz. I'm wearing it with yoga shorts because it's a tunic and just a little tank top underneath. And it's very nice and light. Yes, it is. And flowy. It's flowy at the hips. Yes, it is. It's Such kind of nice bohemian day today. Almost. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day. We're we're just so lucky to live where we live, and I'm very grateful. It is. It's very bohemian. It looking. is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. And we'll be talking about yes, Boho I, later in the episode. I was going to say, we, we were just talking about that yep. as we were preparing a segment <laughs> for later on. It turns out I'm on trend for following this year. <laughs> Who knew? I was, look at that amazing fashion foresight I had. I knit this in 2014 for the 2015 fall fashion trends. Woo-hoo. So what have you been stalking lately? I have not been stalking that much. I have, I've, yeah, 
I, I don't know why. I, I look at a lot of things, but I haven't been adding a lot to my queue, which I suppose is good. Because <laughs> our queues are overflowing. Yeah. Well, it's very odd. And I mentioned this. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the episode last time or just mentioned it to you in person. But there must be a lot of designs coming from the Southern Hemisphere because I feel like there are an awful lot of really cute pullovers yep in heavier on in heavier weight yarn that are that i am seeing on ravelry new patterns popping up in hot right now or just new patterns in general and it's way too warm from for where here in most of the united states so i'm thinking they must be coming from down under (laughs) i'm not sure but it's i don't know either it's i yeah it's not inspiring you to cue them though no and that's that's exactly it usually this time of year we see a lot of shawls and and i am seeing quite a few shawls but it just seems to me there are an awful lot of new pullovers so just thought i'd throw that out there (laughs) yeah i do remember talking about that on the last episode okay yeah okay so still 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 (laughs) Still the trend continues yeah so the one thing that i have been stalking is a new sweater pattern by a designer that Gail has mentioned over the last couple of episodes. Her name is Meiju KP. Woo-hoo. It's a sweater called Aureed. It's A-U-R-E-E-D. So I'm going to go with Aureed. And it's an A-line, somewhat of a jacket sweater, but the Oh, look at the deer. The deer is walking right, <laughs> deer's like, walking right in front of the car. Yeah. the car right now. <laughs> Traipsing across. But the the feature, the beautiful feature of this sweater is that it has a lace panel going vertically down the center of the back, Ooh, which pretty. I really like. And the lace panel, because of the way it's it's done, there's some extra, it's A-line, so there's some extra increases in there the stockinette stitch portion kind of folds over the lace portion and so it creates like a little pleat yeah i've seen that pattern it's very pretty it's very pretty and these lace insets i think must be on trend right now because of all places i saw one last night i saw my mother-in-law wearing a blouse that had a lace inset in the back wow yeah it was just i think it was just like a blue either chambray or light denim type of fabric but it had a little lace panel on the back vertical set in with little pleats the same way as the sweater so Hmm. that must be on trend right now but the sweater is very cute it's knit in fingering weight yarn it's very drapey i haven't really looked at the yardage requirements yet to see if I have something in stash but I if I had enough I had been thinking that it would be really nice in possibly that western sky knits speckled yarn oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah I think that might be really nice just because it's a light colored yarn and it's a it's a larger sweater so keeping it light I think would be good Mm mm-hmm but that's the only thing I am stocking right now. And again, that is Aureed by Meiju KP. How about you? What are you stocking? 
Well, I am stocking two shawls at the moment because, you know, I'm on my never-ending quest for the perfect garter stitch shawl. <laughs> shawls, plural. I could never be satisfied, it seems like, with my garter stitch, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Interests lately. But there are two in particular. Color Balm, which is by Melanie Meilinger, and she is one of our podcast listeners. She contributes quite often on the in the forum. And her Ravelry name is Mel Knits, and she has come out with a lot of beautiful patterns lately, several sweaters and several shawls, and she just released another one that I did not write down the name of, but it's a free pattern, a little shawlette that's beautiful and lacy. And the color bomb is an asymmetrical triangle that's knit on the bias with stripes, so it uses fingering weight yarn two skeins of the main color and then the stripes that go across it are all in different colors so with the idea of using your scrap you know fingering weight yarn for the color bomb stripes and it's just really really cute and i really like it so that's the first thing i'm stocking and i think that was just released within the last day or two oh okay it's in hot right now and the other one i'm stocking is called therapy and it's by mm. Laura Ayler, mm -hmm. and I did post in our coupon and discount thread in the Ravelry group when it went live because she had offered it for $2 for the first, you know, however many days after its release, and I did buy it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cast on right away. However, before we left to record, I asked Charlene if my pumpkin spice fingering from Candy Skein had cadmium orange from the Pantone fall colors, and she said yes. So I will be casting on a therapy shawl with stormy weather gray, which will be District 12 sock from Dragonfly Fibers, mm, and the orange is pumpkin spice savory fingering from Candy Skein. So it will be stormy weather and cadmium orange. And this. Plus, do you think I am the color police? I am not. We just ask each other's <laughs> opinion, but the goal here is to be inclusive. Yes. If you think you see that color in there, please, please join in the knit along. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so good with the yellows and oranges, especially, so I typically ask Charlene's opinion on those. If not, well, I just like Charlene's opinion on colors in general, <laughs> but especially yellows and oranges. But the shawl itself, Therapy, has i think it's also asymmetrical yes it is it has garter stitch and texture in it it's also striped with two colors and it has a really pretty pico edge which i always love so i will be casting that on soon i will just have to bribe josie into winding a bunch <laughs> of yarn for me which will include the district 12. and this is a funny story my mom came over for dinner the other day and she said i'm looking for a dark gray charcoal yarn that's variegated because I want to knit a fingering weight sweater for myself. And I said, oh, come into my room with me. I will show you all the gray colors. And I had three different colors of Madeline Tosh out. I had two different colors of Dragonfly Fibers, two different colors of Neighborhood Fiber Company, and Canon Hand Dyed, and... I don't think I had any Western Sky Knits gray with me at the moment, but it was like this whole palette of grays. And I thought, oh, Gail, you have a problem. <laughs> you really need to get this under control. But I had so many stormy weather possibilities mm -hmm. in that little color arrangement. And she did like some of the colors and she thinks she knows which one she wants to go with. So it was nice. a fun little experiment. 
But back to the main reason for this, that was Therapy by Laura Ayler, the shawl. And it's now available for $5 on Ravelry. Oh, darn. I missed it. Yep. You, know, you missed the I was, sale. I was away. Well, not, not that far away, but I was up at my parents and I really wasn't online for most of this week. So I remember seeing those messages, but I just never had time to go. And I do want to make it because I have it on my, I, I think I've queued it. So it's super cute. Yeah. And I did, I think, enable several people in our group. I think yeah, several people I remember went out and seeing it. those yeah. messages. I just never got that far for myself. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> And if you hear ice cubes rattling, we treated ourselves today. We went to our local Quickly's and got ourselves boba tea. So we are, this is like our little girls outing. We left our families. We left the houses. We're sitting in this peaceful little environment, <laughs> sipping our boba tea, recording our podcast. And this is like a treat to ourselves on treat. Father's Day. Such a treat. It's fantastic. <laughs> so that was the end of my stocking. What are you knitting? Okay. I am knitting a couple of things. I think I mentioned I cast on the Heverly cardigan by Julia Farwell Clay last episode, and I have not gotten very far on that. I had a couple of problems with the pattern, and I did email the designer, and she acknowledged that there looks like there is a problem, and I just haven't heard back from her yet about it. But what I did was I just kind of went ahead and I did what I thought needed to be done. <laughs> Good. So I, the problem that I found was in the charts and I went ahead and I did my own version of the design. So I'm actually through with the chart now and I'm on a section where you, I think it's got a couple more increases before you divide from the sleeves as it's a top down circular yoked sweater. So you're almost so, done with the yoke? No, oh, okay. I, I think I still have several more increase rows to do and many inches to oh, do okay. before I get to the separation point. But the lace patterning is at the very top of the yoke. So I've gotten through, I think it was 12 or 14 rows. I've gotten through those rows and I'm just past that. And I love the way it looks. I'm knitting that in a single ply fingering from Dragonfly fibers in oh what was the color name it's Isn't that a amazing very, purple yeah it's a very bright purple and i cannot remember the color name i'll put it in the show i'll put a, a link to it in the show notes though but it's so far i'm loving the yarn and i think it's going to be great it's an a-line cardigan so i think it's going to be something i can wear right away in yeah, the summertime for sure i'm very happy to be working on that but i just haven't picked it up i've been working on mostly small projects for the last few weeks as you'll hear in the next section you have the need to be portable lately yes <laughs> the other thing that i am working on and i currently have in my hands right now is a baby sweater called bug warmer <laughs> and it is written by Tyga Hilliard Designs, and I am working it in cotton, and this is actually the second one that I've cast on. I've actually cast one on and finished it since the last episode, and the you second one... in like two days, it seemed like. Yeah, baby sweater, pretty fast. I, I told Gail, I forgot how fast and fun baby <laughs> sweaters were, because I haven't made one in a while, and then here I am, I've, this is the third one. I've 
been not of this pattern, but the third baby garment right. that I've made in the last couple of months. But this one, like I said, I'm working it in cotton. It's from Stash. And this cotton, I've only knit a couple of inches, but I've already felt it in my hands. Mm. So it's good that I'm going to, knitting something small with it, going to get rid of the cotton, going to use up all the cotton, and then send it to live, whatever's left gets sent away to live with somebody else, because I really can't work with cotton anymore. The first baby garment that I made, I made in a Knit Picks cotton blend, and that one didn't bother me as much. That one had some acrylic in it. But the 100% cotton, not so easy on the hands. Well, and that's, isn't that a heavier weight than the Toluca fingering that we've been knitting with? It is. Yeah, because and remember we both observed observe that the Toluca knits the, wasn't hard on our hands. No, it, it wasn't, it was which is weight. why I would have really liked to have been able to get more <laughs> of it. Grumble, grumble. Yes, but it seems to be something that you can only purchase in person. Yep. So, putting that aside... I've had this in stash for a long time. I'm happy to use it, happy to get rid of it, and knitting a tiny garment, I'll just work on it sporadically. It's for a, a baby in the family, and I think the shower is at the end of July, so I have a few more weeks. Is the mom a knitter? No. 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 I, the sweater I finished recently, I'm going to send the little leftover ball of yarn. You said you were going to give that away with I'll, the sweater yeah, because I'll she probably, can use it striping yeah. a hat or whatever. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's but true. But she's, she's not, not a knitter. knitter. Well, yeah. But I'll probably send, I try to send like a little coil of it just in case a repair is needed. Mm-hmm. But you never know when you send something to a non-knitter. Yeah. If something needs repair, it probably doesn't get repaired when Probably you send it not. to a non-knitter. And that's fine. Once the gift is gone, it's out of my hands. Yeah. And, and good, I'm done with it. Good so. approach. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the two things I am working on. What are you working on? In my hands right now is a sock head hat, which it seems almost all knitters in the world have knit besides me. <laughs> it is a free pattern by Kelly McClure. And I just got this whim last week that I had to have a slouchy fingering weight hat for when I take the dog for a walk. I usually wear my Field of Wildflowers hat, the Hohe pattern I knit a while back, but it's fingering held doubled, so it's warmer, mm -hmm. and I just wanted something that was cooler and looser yeah. and could just get shoved into my pocket yeah. and won't fall out of my pocket and get lost forever. And I had three color choices that I was picking between, and Charlene had her opinion, and then I held <laughs> them all up for Max's opinion, and he said... I like the one called Peacock. And then I said, okay, held them up to my face. And I said, now which one? And he picked the Tosh Merino Light by Madeline Tosh Morning Dove colorway, which is a beautiful light blue variegated with gray, mm -hmm. very light gray. Very similar to the rainwater mm -hmm. that I used for my Woodfords, but a little more blue. Yep. It's very also similar to Madeline Tosh's well water colorway, although mm -hmm. I think well water doesn't have as much gray. Mm -hmm. So like rainwater would be grayer, morning doves in between, <laughs> and well water is bluer, but they're all very similar. They are very similar, and even then there's crossover depending on the dialogue the and the base. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm loving this. It's just, it's a completely zen knit. You Well, besides the four inches of 
ribbing, which took me forever because I knit ribbing so slowly. But now that I'm to the stockinette portion, zoom, zoom, zoom. But I'm knitting it on size one needles, which they're pretty skinny. They're not quite toothpicks, but they're pretty skinny. And I think it's kind of annoying my hands. Like the cotton is bugging you. I think this is kind of bugging me. Mm. So I'm looking forward to casting on one or Something two new else. things today yeah. with bigger needles because right. I think that I can't do this continuously right. to rotate in other needle weights because the other thing I cast on, I finally cast on Mike's Longfellow sweater. Yay! <laughs> so I'm knitting the ribbing of that one right now and I'm doing twisted rib because he really loves the look of that. Uh-huh. You think I'm slow knitting ribbing? <sighs> twisted ribbing takes me twice as long. So I'm also knitting his ribbing on a size one. So lots of size one oh, needles going yeah. on right now, which, you know, is affecting my hands. So finally cast that on for him. It's a pattern by Michelle Wang. It's part of one of the Brooklyn Tweed books. And that one's a purchase pattern, $8 on Ravelry. And if, in case you're, you haven't heard, but I've talked about this multiple times, I'm using a Madeline Tosh base, which is only available through their website. And I don't even know if they die on this base anymore. It's called Air Light, E-Y-R-E as in Jane Air Light. And it's an alpaca silk merino single ply fingering blend. And it's really, really a nice yarn. I love knitting with it. And it's in the Nocturne colorway, which is basically a reflecting pool from the Pantone colorways of mm -hmm. 2015, which means it's a really dark navy blue with little pops of lighter blue. It's beautiful. It's really, really pretty. And I'm really enjoying that. You know, besides the fact that it's twisted rib, I'm looking forward to getting to the stockinette. It's knit in pieces and I started with the back. So my goal for the quarter was to be a third of the way finished with it. That's never going to happen, but <laughs> it's finally on the needle. Yeah. Yay! You're, you're progressing. I am progressing and I'm trying to decide we are leaving for vacation a week from today wow. and we're going to Costa Rica where it is both hot and humid and I'm trying to figure out what knitting projects to bring because I'm a sweater I know some people say I glisten I don't glisten I sweat <laughs> I sweat and I'm wondering yeah, you're not a sweater you're <laughs> yeah exactly I'm not a sweater like you wear I am someone who sweats a lot and holding any kind of single ply and knitting with it is just going to felt it, I think, oh. with the body heat and the, the sweat and the humidity in the air. Oh. So I'm trying to be very selective about what I might bring. And I don't have any cotton or linen in stash for projects I want to knit right now. I have Lindy Chain. I was going to say, you have Lindy Chain. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm thinking about what I want to bring. Now, how many of you who are listening... That's one of your favorite parts about going on vacation is planning what <laughs> knitting you're going to bring. So I've been looking forward to that, and it's been brewing in the back of my mind. So I don't think Mike's sweater will be one of the projects, though. Single ply fingering in black. in black in that kind of, you know, locale. I just don't think that's smart. Yeah. So, and I think there was one other thing I'm knitting. Oh, I'm not knitting it yet, but I'm casting it on today for the Colors of Fall Knit Along, which the cast on date is today. So yes. it's the summer solstice. Yes. Was yesterday, is it, was it yesterday or today? I think it was today okay. at something like 9.38 our time. Okay. So maybe it was people internationally who were posting it yesterday. It, yeah. It could have been wherever you are. It, it could have been different times from yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And then 
honestly, when you look at different calendars, some people have it on the 20th, some calendars have it on the 21st. So, so our, our knit-along start date was the 21st. And I'm going to cast on... I was... <laughs> I told Charlene when she got to my house, I was expecting to cast on the Aurelia Cowl by Hilary Callis Smith. And I had the pattern in my hand, the yarn in my hand last night at 12.02 and I was going to cast on. And I was holding the yarn, which is a light fingering, and looking at the pattern and thinking, wait a second, I don't think that's the same weight yarn. Well, the pattern is written for DK weight. And so my yarn was completely the wrong choice. So I, I thought... I don't know how you did that. I don't know how I did it either. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was fingering. But regardless, that's not going to happen. It's because you and I want everything to, to be, be fingering. fingering it's true. <laughs> so I do have some cashmere rose cotton blend yarn. It's Rowan DK cotton, something cotton. We got it when we were yarn curl sh shopping for your birthday two years ago, oh. I got it at the Uncommon Thread in their sale bin. Oh, and I could totally okay. use that. I'm kind of debating because it would still work for the knit along, but I'm not in love with that yet. So the thing I'm going to cast on today is a three color cashmere cowl, mm. which again, oh, almost fun. everyone who's a knitter has knit this, <laughs> but me. And that is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And I have three beautiful colors of Western Sky Knits yarns that are either Merino cashmere nylon blend or Merino silk blend. So that around your neck seems perfect. And I have a dark gray, which is stormy weather. That's not the name of their colorway, but it works for the right. knit along. I have a light gray and I have a beautiful turquoise called Mermaid. And Kim dyed the grays and Heather dyed the mermaid. So nice. cannot wait to cast that on. I've had the yarn for it since stitches of this year. I bought that mm -hmm. little mini skein of the dark gray from Kim. So that will be cast on today. And maybe I'll even cast on the therapy shawl today. We'll see. I'm not usually a two cast on a day kind of person, but hey, it's a knit along. So, and you know, I think that both of those would be good travel knitting too, I think, because mm -hmm. the cashmere cow is a very simple pattern. Yeah. So not much brain power required. I probably right. won't mess it up. And the shawl, I think is equally simple and straightforward. So maybe I just determined my travel name. I loved knitting the three color cashmere cowl and I need to get another one on the needles because I want one for me. <laughs> oh, that's right. You gave that one away, didn't you? Well, oh, wait, it, did you, did you gift it? It. It's she's, uh, I told Kim she could just keep it. Oh, okay. Shop sample. She needed it for the shop. Sample, yeah. So. Well, that was nice of you. So I need to make one for me yeah you do hey we could cast on together that's true i'd have to go home and look at my yarns and see what i have i think i have enough trash marina light but we'll see yeah that would I be wanna, fun yeah i because a mini knit along inside <laughs> a because once again i did not well my original plans for what i would cast on today may have changed <laughs> so and that, sorry, that was my long way of saying what I'm knitting. Okay. So what have you finished? I've finished a few things this episode, surprisingly enough, and they have all been small projects. And looking at this list, they're all gifts. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I got quite a few things done. One of them is the Alcea cowl, which has actually been on the needles for months. And it was, it is a cowl with dropped stitches and you just knit it straight like a scarf and then you seam it and at the end you drop the stitches 
So basically, I'm just knitting a stockinette rectangle, and I stalled out on it because it was pretty boring knitting, yeah. I must say. But I finally finished it. It's a really simple, simple design, like I said, because it's just a big rectangular scarf, knit and stockinette. You drop the stitches at the end. You almost don't need a pattern, but it is a free pattern on Ravelry by Hannah Meyer. And I'm very happy with this result. I used Knit Picks Lindy Chain yarn because it's for a person who is wool sensitive. And I like the yarn. I think it came out really good. I think it'll be a really cute cowl. I knit mine long enough for a double wrap. Oh, and it's in a deep eggplanty color, almost, almost a dark gray black color. She's somebody who generally wears black and white. So that's a small bit of color for her. <laughs> yeah, but not nothing too brash like what I would wear. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully she'll wear it even though it's got a little bit of color. But just in case she doesn't, I also made her something out of a dark gray and Lindy Chain. And I'm, that is the 198 Yards of Heaven Shawl by oh, Christy Verity. Nice. And I've made that one before. It's a shawl, a triangular shawl, not very much yardage. In fact, for mine, I used just over a skein of the Lindy Chain. I used exactly one skein and a few yards of another skein, which was fine because I have several skeins in my stash lacy it's lace lace knitting pattern on one side and then pearl back on the other side really simple and that went really quick because like I said I've knit it before so I kind of remembered I had some familiarity with the pattern I'm trying not to laugh over those crows <laughs> the crows they're like right in the tree over our heads head. or something yeah. it's pretty funny yeah. sorry so that's number two they're mad at each other yeah <laughs> number three as I mentioned previously, was the first bug warmer sweater that I made. Now, the bug warmer is a free pattern on Ravelry by Taiga Hilliard Designs, and I made this one in Dream and Color Classy, so it's washable, and it's in a maroon color. We don't know if this baby's going to be a boy or a girl, so I figured maroon should work for a boy or a girl. My kids, well, my boys wore reds and maroons, so hopefully... It will work for boy or girl. Hopefully, yeah. And I made it, it's one of those sweaters you can do short sleeve, long sleeve. I made it short sleeve because I figure baby's probably going to wear a onesie or something underneath it. And that way it's just a little layer you can put on top. Yep. Very cute. As I mentioned to Gail, I forgot how quick and fun and easy <laughs> baby sweaters are. Really fun to make. So I had a good time with that. If you've never knit, a sweater before this is a really good pattern to try because it's your basic top-down raglan simple increase simple increase method I think it's I think it was I think it's just knit front and back every other row and then the body of the sweater of course for a baby doesn't have any shaping so it's straight knitting there's a little garter collar a little garter edging and a little garter on the bottom a waistband and you can make the sleeves any length but it's perfect for teaching you sweater construction so highly recommended pattern 
About how much yarn did you use for which size? Which size did you knit? I think I knit about a six month size and I used less than the 250 yard skein. Oh, nice. That I had allocated to making it. So now I have a little extra and I'm thinking there's another baby coming. Well, actually, no, another baby that has already arrived. So that baby is a little bit bigger. So I'm thinking since I have another skein of this, maybe I can put those two together and make oh, like stripes. a one year size or make a, like a one year size. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask or say, so, and was it worsted weight? Worsted weight. Okay. It's Dreamin' Color Classy. So yeah. then pretty much one skein of most worsted weights, you could make the newborn to six month size. Oh, easily. You could probably, yeah, easily. Who does not have easily. a single skein of worsted weight right. in their stash? Right. Nope. It's just a question of whether you have a baby to knit for or not. Yep. <laughs> and whether you have the right color for the job. Yes, exactly. Not exactly. all colors are good baby colors. But like I mentioned, if you've never knit a sweater, this is a great learning pattern. So that's the Bug Warmer by Taiga Hilliard Designs. Nice. How about you? Have you finished anything? I have. Oh my gosh, I finished something this time. Yeah, I don't think it's going to close all the way. Oh, it's okay. stopped here. The sun has moved directly over our yeah. heads. So I will fix that when we pause okay. for the next section. But yeah, I keep moving my head more and more <laughs> to the left. So I have finished three things. So last episode, I was talking about the debacle of running out of yarn for the Verdure Chalette by mm -hmm. Isabel of the Fluffy Fivers podcast. I received the mini skeins from an awesome, awesome, awesome Raveler and it's done and it's beautiful. Yay. And we hope to take finished object pictures of it today in the Redwoods. And I love it. It was a fantastic pattern, a very fun knit, and I will definitely be be knitting more of those and the other two things that i finished i also finished a baby sweater the snug 2 t-o-o by hinky or hink h-i-n-k-e it's the worsted weight version of this garter stitch sweater really fun construction it's basically a garter stitch rectangle and you do afterthought sleeves and then you pick up stitches along the fronts in an interesting way and then you do a provisional cast on and then you pick up the rest of the stitches around the front and you knit what turns out to be kind of a button band in the front of the hood then from the provisional cast on you knit the back of the hood and then you seam the back neck and then you have an adorable little sweater mm -hmm. and I only had two of the buttons that I wanted to use in stash so I would have preferred to have three so it only has two loop button closures, but it is so adorable and it's so squishy. It's Malabrigo Rios, which is a superwash merino worsted weight yarn. And I used two skeins. I have a little ball left over, which I will send to the mom who is a knitter. And it's just really, really cute. I can imagine it being super comfy and squishy and cuddly because mm -hmm. of the garter stitch. Yeah. It's just a really nice fabric. And I used the Sunset colorway, which is a beautiful yellowish orange. And I used that for Tea House Knits, Tina's podcast. She is having a light knit along where anything that incorporates the idea of light, so lightweight, light 
the light waves, whatever it may be. And that was a really fun knit. I really enjoyed that. It didn't go as quickly as most baby sweaters do because it did end up using, what, like 400 plus yards. So it wasn't like a one skein project. Yeah, yours looks definitely bigger than mine. Yeah, I knit the newborn to six month size and I never checked my gauge because it was garter stitch. I just went for it. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, baby it'll sweaters fit. will fit the baby at some point. Yeah, and because garter stitch is so stretchy, I think it will fit longer, mm -hmm. you know, depending on how big the baby yeah. gets quickly. But anyway, it was a really fun knit. I really liked it. And the other thing that I finished is the focus dress. Charlene mentioned Meiju KP. She is the designer. And this is a pattern from the Knit Scene Spring 2015 magazine. And... I shouldn't say it's completely done yet because I do have half of the hem to finish. It's a Pico fold-over hem, and I've sewn down half of it, and I have to sew down the pockets, but all of the knitting is finished, and it's really, really cute. It's a top-down sweater, sweater, dress that has just little wide straps, so it's sleeveless, and the only modification I made is instead of the garter stitch edging on the neck and the sleeve, and the armholes, I did an I-cord bind-off, a five-stitch I-cord bind-off. And the reason I did that is because the Liesel that I'm wearing right now, kind of, it doesn't have any finishing work on the edges, and it stretches a lot, and it kind of hangs because of that, and I didn't want the dress to do that. So I decided to do an I-cord edging, which to me looks more finished, and it supports the weight of the yarn. So it gives it more structure and I'm not worried that it's just going to start to sag mm -hmm. as much in the arms, you know, in the armhole area where your armholes end up really hanging down mm -hmm. or that might expose your bra and other things you don't want the world <laughs> to see. So that was the modification I did. Again, the five cord, five and it looked really nice. eye cord bind off. Thank yeah, you. It looked really nice. Thank you. It looked very polished and finished. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I like that finished look yeah. it gave it yeah and that was knit in western sky knits magnolia sock which is a merino cashmere nylon blend in the jasmine colorway which is a beautiful pink with it's not speckled yarn really but almost with darker pink and kind of brown pinkish brown kind of speckles and it's just beautiful i really really enjoy the yarn and I'll probably have the majority of a skein left over by the time that I'm done, but it was about 12 to 1400 yards of knitting. So pretty decent project, mm -hmm. but I really do like it and I look forward to wearing it. It won't be any time in the near future, I don't think, but it will, it'll actually be a great look for fall because I'll be able yeah. to layer it over leggings and, and or a t-shirt yeah it'll yeah. be super cute like yeah, that i'm looking forward to that like with black boots and stuff super cute so those are the things that i have finished so as part of our colors of fall knit along which again starts today well you won't hear this until we're five days into it however we're casting on today and i know a lot of other people are we've been doing some fashion fall fashion research should we just give a little you want to give a little brief explanation of the fall of go the for it of you're you're much better to explain it than i am <laughs> okay well, it's so your it's your invention this is the third year yes we've done it and what it is is we take the pantone colors for fall we knit something 
during the summer months with the intention of having something that is a fall fashion color, something on trend to wear with a complete or to to prepare for the knit along with a complete look. When you finished your knit along accessory or garment, you photograph your accessory or garment in a full fashion look, either dressed on yourself or just laid out, whatever you prefer. But the whole idea is to get ourselves ready for the fun fall fashion season. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are more fashionable than others. Sometimes yes. <laughs> fashion is totally by mistake rather than plan. Right. <laughs> but whatever degree you want to play to, go for it. And we have a thread in the Ravelry group that links you to the Pantone colors. And the colors are also displayed right there in the thread. So super inclusive knit along. As long as your yarn, even if you have to squint to see it, has one of the colors represented, it counts. So interpret the colors for your palette and your sense of fashion. Right. Yep. Right. And so... Along with the colors, Gail and I have looked up some of the fall fashion trends to help us get ready. And some of the fashion trends that we've found online for fall, for the fall 2015 season include one of the funny ones we saw was 70s colors. (laughs) And while the cadmium orange is not the same orange that is in this particular list of fall trends, it is orange and they do show there's something that's done in a gradient that has many colors of orange. So the, the big topic that the overriding topic that they claim is a fall fashion trend is the 70s colors. So orange and olive greens and the olive green is in the Pantone fall 2015 yeah, sure. color palette. So olive, oranges, they also say browns, something that's been in for a little while that both Gail and I have seen in the stores is fringe. Fringe is everywhere. Fringe has been in for the last year. Yeah, Josie even tried on a bikini yesterday that had fringe. Oh, interesting. It was very silly. (laughs) It looked ridiculous on her. (laughs) And then something they call the bohemian lifestyle, a.k.a. boho. Which is like the tunic I'm wearing today. Yes, yes white polo necks which is interesting because they show several different outfits a blouse a jacket a pea coat a caftan type top and all of these photos are showing women wearing a they call it a polo neck but i think of it as almost a turtleneck or sometimes people call it a mock crew neck or a mock turtleneck i'm sure those are all different fashion designers who they're showing too so so that little peak of white showing around the neck is a fall fashion trend this one i like it's called athleisure i love it so it's athletic inspired casual wear so something that's not suitable for gym wear, but is inspired by gym wear, which I quite like because I find myself wearing not necessarily gym wear, but I like gym inspired sweat jackets to wear casually and gym inspired casual pants are always fun. So that's, I like that look. I do too. I really like it. Culottes or wide legged cropped pants 
I've also heard them called gauchos. They have there's a number of names that this has gone through or that this trend has been called over the years. They have they show them with boots, with little like ballet slippers, and then with heels. So any way you wanna interpret that. Victorian details. Just lacy and strange Just, yeah. frills. Yeah. Bows. Which, if you've seen, I, I want to say like professional or office wear with the blouses, with the bows, that Big kind of thing. Big drapey bows. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that yet, but... I don't think that would go over in Santa Cruz. We're very yeah. casual in Santa Cruz in general, so yeah. we don't tend to see that. Fur collars, which is these days is probably so faux fur. We probably won't see a lot of that around here because that's just too warm. But that could find knitted interpretations. It sure could, yeah. I've seen... Shawl collars. Yes, shawl of, collars yeah. or even people using lace, not lacy, but shaggy yarns as faux fur collars on sweaters. That looks nice. Dusters, the long coats, those, those always seem to be in style though yeah but these are they're, they're they look nice well there's that pattern the tilted duster that was really popular yeah yeah i want to say it's nor gone but that's maybe completely incorrect but yeah. there are many duster patterns I out think there it was nor gone and then the last two that we've saved because these two were the ones that both gail and i thought would translate well into knitted garments or accessories in the case of the first one are capes and ribbed knits so the capes they're all sorts of interpretation of cape the ones that are pictured in the article first one looks like a poncho yeah and you can't no tell whatsoever yeah just a big poncho not not even a triangle with the not the point in the front poncho but just a straight front the next one looks like an oversized coat. Of mm -hmm. course, it doesn't have sleeves, but it looks, it's a big wool coat. The next one is also a big wool coat with a collar, belted. And buttons on long ones. Yeah, there. yeah. And then there's one that's this. Now, this is more of a traditional cape, what I think of with the slits for, for sleeves. Yeah, and like then the, the arms are poking out. Looks really nice. And then the last one is similar to that, but it has a big slit in the front. So all different styles, capes, ponchos, wraps, I think are going to be on trend. On year. trend. Yeah. Yes. So that's a good knitting possibility. You know what I think? I think that people dislike anything called a poncho. A lot of people do yeah, because they have this visual in their head of giant orange and green stripes with lots of big fringe right. and triangle and right. you know 70s look yes whereas i think yeah. the modern take on that is spun to be cape yeah and it's I, very I poncho like but it's not right. yeah it's i think it's a, an aversion to the word as opposed I would to agree with the that. garment yeah i would agree with that because if you look at random pictures of what are called capes these days some of them really are ponchos and mm -hmm. what's what's the difference where do you draw the line and if you draw the line it may be a cape opens and a poncho pulls over the head which really isn't strict but if you were to say that there's still crossovers 
Yep. So. But I love my poncho. <laughs> and then the last one is ribbed knits. Yay! Which <laughs> we were saying we're seeing a lot of. And the sweater that I just finished, the Woodford's cardigan, is all over ribbing. Another one that I want to make shortly, the Newsome, is ribbed. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely seeing a lot of ribbed knits knit patterns coming out right now and the interesting thing about the ribbed knits that they show in the picture here is that they're not any one style there's an oversized one there's a tunic length one there's a cropped vest there's a fitted sweater with long sleeves and this one i can't tell if it's the jacket or the dress that's ribbed yeah it's a black it's black on black it's hard to see what it actually is but all different styles of things. It's just the fabric that's knit. It just so, means that ribbed, I mean. we can interpret it any way we want. Right, from exactly. Towels, to scarves, exactly. to sweaters, to anything. If it's a big chunky rib, hey, you are stylish. Yeah. You may not even have known it. Yeah. We probably all have those in our closet already, too. Mm-hmm. Something's comfortable. Yep. Yeah. And the research that I was doing, I actually... Like I did last year, I downloaded the Pantone Fall lookbook, kind of, and they do ask you for your name and email address before you can download it, but you don't, I didn't have to go off to my email, it just gave you a button to download so you could go ahead and use a junk email address. (laughs) I have a junk email address that I use so that when I get spammed, it all goes to this account that I never look at. So I went through the book and... I picked out some of my favorites. The first one is Joanna Barashi, who I've, I don't know anything about fashion. I only recognized one of the names and I'll let you know why when we get there. But she used cadmium orange and stormy weather. And it's really, really pretty. And the interesting thing about the Pantone colors, and that's why we're very inclusive with our colors in the knit along. Although the designers say, oh, I used cadmium orange and stormy weather. Well, I don't see a lot of cadmium orange in her sketch. They, it's coral and they pink. They stretch it. They totally they stretch, stretch it. it. Especially in the case of Marsala, mm-hmm. because I've seen interpretations of Marsala that are red-brown going to a, what I think of as a traditional maroon, which is more purple. Yes. Purple-red. Which is the one I like. Right. More of a wine color. So... And then for all the way from that to brown. Right. Some Marcella right. that just to me looks like brown. So there's there's a the, the designers interpret too. And what she said for her prominent colors, the soft luminosity of complex corals with pink or orange undertones. And mm. so she, yes, she took that interpretation to the coral and pink mm-hmm. zone. But she has this beautiful dress that has the stripes along one side and like a ruffly cape-like wrap that just I love the colors together and her inspiration so they ask everybody the same questions the inspiration diddle excuse me digital age female superheroes which is what we all try to be (laughs) the collection is inspired by athletic performance wear where form and function are intimately correlated and color strokes are meant to create a powerful armor-like vibe as women today, we need to feel strong, protected, and victorious. So I like that. Yeah, and interesting that she mentioned the athletic inspiration as well. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next one that I really liked, and this is the name that I recognized, and if you are a fan of Project Runway, you will recognize the name Christian Siriano. Mm -hmm. So he was interviewed for this, and the colors that he worked from are Biscay Bay, which is the deep, deep teal, Oak Buff, which is the yellowy brown, and Dried Herb. <clears throat> and if you look at the picture, I don't see any dried herb or oak buff in this design. I don't even see Biscay Bay in the mm -hmm. design. It's a resort-looking fitted dress that has a flowing accent on the side. And it's really cute. I It's strapless. I would never be able to wear it. But I really like the look of it. Mm -hmm. And his prominent colors, bright tropical green, deep jungle green, burnt orange ochre, flamingo red, rich camel, and a soft safari khaki. Well, none mm. of those, there goes the deer running away. None of those are the same colors as the Pantone look, obviously. And his inspiration, the deep, dark, and mysterious creatures from the Congo jungle in the Central African Republic. So it's just a pretty look. I don't see that at all. No. And but it doesn't look like fall to me either. It totally looks like summer. It does. But, but, it's, but it's pretty. And he has it on a background of the Biscay Bay. So. Yeah. And I think that's what made it pop to me is you yeah. have this darker Biscay Bay background. And it's just beautiful. Now, for those of, for the people who have known me since the 80s, my favorite color combination since I was a teenager is pink and gray. I used to have pink and gray striped everything. And so it's not any surprise that I love cashmere rose and stormy weather together. They just, to me, sing. And there is a designer here on page 43, Katie Gallagher. And there is a beautiful dress that I would never wear, but it almost <laughs> looks like variegated yarn that is cashmere rose and stormy weather together. And it's so, so pretty. And interestingly, her inspiration is the neurological condition, color synesthesia, oh. where signs, figures, and words induce color. Based on this idea, the fall collection is composed of oversized silhouettes that help to illustrate the idea of a blur or a blob in space, a physical replication of color in color and there's a new tv show that i've really been enjoying that mentions synesthesia and one of our good french friends has synesthesia and to me i understood what this meant so very it's a beautiful beautiful almost like a watercolor effect yeah, to me it's it really really pretty and then again more cashmere rose and stormy weather combination this is rachel pally and hers is a fitted dress. It has cutouts, which I would never wear. But it's like an argyle look to it. And I can see knitting something in an argyle like that. And it's really, really pretty. And her inspiration was the California coast. The pine trees, ocean views, and saturated sunsets of Big Sur. Big hmm. Sur is less than an hour from us. And I don't see Big Sur in this at all. But, <laughs> you know, every, an artist's interpretation. Right. So, but it's just really, really pretty. The cashmere rose against the dark, dark stormy weather with white borders to the squares. It's just really, really pretty. It is. So this was one of my favorites too. And if you look through there, like, I think it's 88 pages and the cashmere rose combinations are definitely my favorites. And there are some that are desert sage that I really like too, but it's on page 48. Mesquita is the designer's name. To me, it's not desert rose. To me, it's more of a teal color. But take a look through it just for some 
inspiration. It might be inspirational. It might might not. It might. I, for me, the same thing happened when I looked through this book last year for the knit along. I was inspired by the color combinations more than I was the actual designs themselves. I mean, to me, these are, you know, runways are meant to be really not abstract, but they're, they're a different fashion it is. that are then interpreted for ready to wear, which is what it my is. closet everything, is represented. Everything trickles down. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a year, you know, we may not see these exact fashion trends until next year in the store. Sometimes it takes a while. That's why things like fringe stay in fashion for, for so long. several seasons mm-hmm. because it just takes a while to trickle down what you see on the runway and then when you see it in forever 21 or whatever store you know it's going to take a while yeah it's and for those of you who sew you guys have the freedom to interpret all of these any way you want which is very cool what is that bird that's, that's the cooing? quail the quail yeah I hope you guys can hear it. <laughs> but the thing to me that was actually most inspirational about the book is starting on page 60 are the workspaces of the designers. And they have everything from mood boards to their actual workspace and pictures of their workspace. And to me, that was pretty cool. Just because of the artistic work that goes into the design process. Oh, we're watching. No, those are Jays. Yeah, those are the Stellar's Jays. Yeah. But I hear the quail. The quail I, are I to see, our left. I want to see quail babies. Oh, oh there they are. Right there. Oh, my God. There are about 10 little tiny baby quails, no bigger than my thumb. Oh, my gosh. They are so cute. Oh. Oh, my goodness. So what Where's we're your seeing, phone? Where's your phone? You need to take a picture. What we're seeing is two adults, a mama and, and oh about goodness. mama and dad i guess and about 10 babies i don't know if you can get one here yeah i can't now they're they just went they just crossed the the parking lot yeah they're now going underbrush going into the trees now oh they're so precious oh i wish we had gotten a picture to put up on the they are so tiny they were like little fluff balls (laughs) seriously no bigger probably not even as big as my oh can you see them right there yeah oh my goodness and if you could hear the cooing, that's the parents, like, <laughs> corralling the babies. Here, okay, that child. was exciting. Come here. That was exciting. Baby quails derailing the podcast. Yes. Sorry, folks. It. I'll find a picture of baby quails online they're so somewhere. They're so precious. They're right there in the sun. online so that the people sun, know what we're talking the sunny about. Spot. Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. As soon as I heard them, it's like, quails, I hope we get to see the babies. They I knew did. there would be babies. <laughs> so precious. Now we're watching nice. them scurry along. <laughs> okay. So the so, workspaces, just the design yeah, process workspaces are awesome. that goes into it. I really liked looking at these. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite part of the whole lookbook, which may or may not be inspirational to the rest of you, but still some pretty cool glimpses into the design process. Yeah. Oh, no, there's Christian Syrian. <laughs> so again, we are Project Runway fans. Yes, so it's neat are. to see him. He was a Project Runway winner one season, so it's neat to see him represented in the yeah. design world. And okay. Hopefully, and a couple people have already put like collage 
type of things into the mood board type mood board things, there we go yeah. into the chatter thread and Which if is you do awesome. we love seeing that. so if you're <laughs> one do. of the people who have that talent please put your inspirational mood boards and your collages of clothes and stuff up there because I really don't have any skills in fashion anytime I'm on fashion trend is usually a mistake <laughs> so I'd love to see what you guys come up with there, I think we mentioned this before. There is an app for the iOS called Polyvore. That's what it's you called. can use yeah. to build your own little mood boards. I know I made one last year for the knit along. And if you are so inclined, you can download that app and give it a try. And I think with that, we're done. We are done. So we're going to go take some finished object pictures. So for <laughs> yes. a change, you guys can see our finished objects by the time you're hearing about <laughs> yes. them. So we hope that you have a great two weeks till the next episode. And yes. thank you for listening. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.